Man, your friends are always asking you why you're doing this and why you're doing that, and your parents' cultures and beliefs are always conflicting with the American ones you're growing up with. And having to balance both and still be sane, that can be a whole lot of stress. Trust me, I'd know. We all grew up with amazing cultures, beliefs, and stories, but most importantly, we all grew up differently here in the good old US of A. My name is Mohamed Abdurrahman. Otherwise, you guys might know me as Momed, and that's what I usually go by. And this is my podcast, Growing Up Immigrant, where we talk about the double life of not only trying to stay in your culture, but the American one as well. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Growing Up Immigrant. I'm your host, Momed. And on today's episode, we're going to be hearing three stories, not for me, but from some guests I'd like to mention on the podcast. Now, these three folks are real good friends of mine. I've Some I've known for a while, some I've gotten to know going to YZ. But their stories are real interesting, and I feel like they should be shared. This first one is hers truly, my little sister, Asha. Now, me and my sister grew up a lot together, but we've had different experiences just simply because of our genders my sister's a girl I'm a guy and that has changed both of our experiences so much she is going to tell you her story about wearing the hijab which is the scarf that Muslim women usually wear to wrap around their head neck and hair coming to you live from Minnetonka, Minnesota, is my little sister. Hi, my name is Asha Abdirman. I'm a 16-year-old hijabi, which means I wear the hijab and I've been wearing the hijab. I grew up knowing the hijab was important in my religion and inspired by my mom to wear it. When I was around the age of five, I started kindergarten and I went to school thinking everyone else would be wearing it and like every other girl but when I saw other girls showing their hair it made me feel insecure and scared and terrified I thought the hijab was not mandatory and I started to slowly take it off day by day I just felt more scared that it wasn't that important one day it was the second grade and I was performing in theater and music class and a kid asked me about my hijab and he said do you have any hair under that thing on your head and I went home that day wondering is that what everyone else thinks does everyone else think that I am have no hair at all so after that day I came to a conclusion that wearing the hijab was not necessary because I didn't I wanted everyone to think think that I did have hair not that I was bald or that I didn't have anything on my head so I took it off and then after that day no one ever asked me or questioned me about my hijab or anything So as I got older, around the sixth grade, I was 13, I think I was 13 or 12, and I felt like everyone 
would be new i would start my new journey it would be everything would be good so i decided to start wearing my hijab as i grew more confident i just made more friends who wore the hijab and as i got older i became more proud about wearing the hijab because it doesn't really matter what people think it's who you are on the inside and not the outside and you're better off knowing it that way than overthinking about what other people think so now that i'm in high school the hijab shows and represents me in every way it just brings out the best in me and i feel more confident with it now and i grew that confidence because of my mom and i wanted to thank her she is the best yeah thank you Okay, wow. Well, that was a great story. If I dare say myself, my sister might be an even better storyteller than me. But that's up for debate easily. You know, it was a beautiful story. She's become an amazing, kind, and passionate person. And enough of her. This is my podcast. <laughs> I'm joking. Love her. But um, next up on my guest list, we have Amal Gure, a freshman at Wayzata High School. And she is going, well, a little bit about Amal. Uh, I know her older brother. I'm super good friends with him. They are, in fact, our neighbors. And I met them when I first moved here a couple years ago. So I've known them for a while. Great kids. Love them. But Amal's a freshman at Wayzata High School. And she's going to be ta- telling us her story about experiencing racism, racial discrimination at a very young age. Next up, please welcome Amal Gray. Hi, my name is Amal. I'm 15 years old and I'm going to be talking about how I experienced racism at a young age. When I was younger, I lived in a neighborhood filled with people of color and people with the same culture. So I really didn't experience racism or anything of the sort very often. Then in the second grade, I moved to Wayzata and my class only had like three black students, including me. One day we were outside for recess and this kid came up to us and asked us if we wore sunscreen because of the color of our skin. After that day, feeling confident in the color of my skin is something I struggle with throughout mm, the rest of my elementary school years. Once I started middle school, I tried so hard to fit in with everyone else considering my past trauma, but I always somehow felt left out. In seventh grade, during quarantine in 2020, I started to focus on myself and become more confident in who I really was. A couple months later, the death of George Floyd was something that really impacted my viewpoint on racism. and is what really helped me speak up about it instead of hiding from it. After that summer, I started to surround myself with people who could correlate with me and had similar viewpoints as me. This really helped me grow mentally because it taught me how to accept and embrace my race instead of denying it. Now I'm a freshman in high school with much more diverse and cultured friends that make me feel 
more accepted in who I really am. Thanks for listening to my story on how I felt discriminated against at a very young age. Once again, another beautiful story by my friend Amal, and I can definitely relate to experiencing racism as a young age and having to deal with it and it changing your character, not only that day and that time, but for the rest of your life. The story was beautiful. Thank you, Amal, for participating. Last but certainly not least, I have my friend Zena. She is another student at YZ High School. And I saved Zena's story here for last because I feel like this has a very large impact on not only just religious or just race, but just it. It's a story that's meant for a lot of people, I would say. It definitely affected me a lot and I felt really close to it. And I just feel like a lot of people should listen to the story and adhere to it. So, next up, please welcome my friend Zena, straight out of Wyzetta High School. Thank you. Hi, I'm Zena Chesson, and this is how I found out I was different from other people. By other people, I meant white people. I feel like I'm introducing from a Disney show. Anyways. I'm not going to start with all that first. I'm going to start, like, where I'm from. I would... I grew up... I well, I was born in Anoka, but I grew up in uh, North Minneapolis. And I went to the school where every kid looked like me. And every teacher would look like me. Every teacher was black. Every student was black. Da, da, da. There was not really, like, any white people. You would not see white people at the school I went to when I was, like, before I came to YZ. And then I came to YZ. When I came to, well, I came to the YZ Public Schools in, like, third grade elementary school. And that's when I knew I, like, I really, I really didn't, like, feel comfortable here. Because I really didn't, like, know these white people or, like, people that don't look like me because I wasn't used to that I wasn't used to a school full of white people so I'm like very timid and I'm like okay I can like still try to make new friends but then everyone hated me for no reason and I'm like what was the reason and they were like oh you just don't look like us you just don't look like us and I don't want and my mom says that your people is like very bad people i'm like as like as a third grader i i was like um i was like um what and i well i really didn't say anything because i didn't understand what she meant i'm like okay does she like not want to talk to me for like five minutes and like talk again and then that's when my teacher decided to treat me differently too that's when I started noticing. Like, I remember one time I had this scab on my knee. And she, like, we were reading. She was reading to us. And I was, like, sitting in the front. Because, like, you know, I'm trying to get the best experience. I'm, I, you know, I'm trying to be the, like, yo, first one to, like. Because I had, like, really bad hearing back then. And, like, she got up. And she, like, hit my scab. 
like she kicked it like her foot like her sandal got caught up i'm like oh you and i told her i'm like oh you like kicked me and she's like oh well get over it i'm like um i wasn't like really used to that response from a teacher so i just went to the nurse grabbed a band-aid and then when i got home my mom noticed so she was like why do you have a band-aid on your knee i'm like oh my teacher kicked me and she was like what what the fuck um and i'm like what's wrong i'm like what's going on like you're scaring this like us eight nine-year-old girl or seven six nine-year-old girl and you're like scaring me like she like was that not supposed to happen like i thought it was like how you know white people like yeah, that's how I thought they were. I'm like, okay, I'm just let her chill. And that's what my mom told me. She was like, oh, your teacher's fucking racist. I'm like, oh. She was racist. And I'm not gonna lie, Miss. And I'm gonna call her out, Miss Braun. Miss fucking Braun. Ramona Braun. Um, she. She was low racist. And then middle school happened. And that's why. I and that's when shit hit the fan when I went to middle school. Um, there is this um um what's it called? I can't remember. There's this one day, this one day where we talk about cultures, and like, in like eighth grade, like sixth and seventh grade, I really didn't care about anything happening because you know I was minding my business. I would not like really talk to anyone. And then eighth grade, I had Mr. Williams. I'm like, oh, my first black teacher in a white school. I'm like, yo, what's up? And he was cool, but he we did the, like this project thing, and we were talking about like, uh, if you have like a family member that's an immigrant, can you please uh, interview them? So I, rightfully so, I'm gonna interview my dad because he's an immigrant. He was from, he was born and raised in Liberia. And that's when I knew, like, we, like, no white person would, like, ever, like, really take my culture seriously or anything. Because when I, like, because we had to present, like, our interviews of what you say, I remember I said that my, um, it's really really hard to talk about um i remember i said my dad was from africa and these fucking white boys were like making they got like 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 kicked out like suspended for because it was fucking racially motivated um they would like make as soon as i was done saying the word africa they started making monkey noises and they got kicked out and i'm like is this how white people fucking see us or treat us? Is that why we get treated differently? It's just because of our fucking skin. And and it's like... That's why stereotypes for black people are like... It switches up. It doesn't matter if you're like rich or 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 like... It doesn't matter if you're black and you're rich or you're poor or nothing it doesn't matter what you look like you could be like the 
you could be like the richest black person in the fucking world and they will still have something to say to you there's because there's these fucking stereotypes and it is really it was kind of hard growing up as a african uh african-american girl well half african half american and you know you know it's like whatever it's life you know we have to get through it but it it still hurts you know like i grew up like harsh and i learned like at young ages that fucking uh boys black boys my age are getting killed for no fucking reason i'm like what the fuck and i really my family's like really weird my background my dad's i will explain this my dad's liberian my mom's african-american she was born in kansas i have a brother and then i have two half sisters we don't have the same dads and i think i said this in the beginning but i'm just making sure okay that's my experience of when i knew i was different from like everyone else that didn't look like me story if you've made it this far that means you actually listened to the entire podcast so thank you very much thank you very much Suna your story meant a lot very beautiful and Asha and Amal I enjoyed your guys' stories too great stories all around thank you guys so much for listening this is Growing Up Immigrant and I'll see you guys soon peace out love you guys